This is a Baby Brunch podcast. This podcast is supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. The range of Epimax Baby and Junior gentle all-purpose emollients moisturizers is an all-day, everyday favorite for babies and children. Give your child a good start to every day by nourishing and protecting their skin with Epimax. Welcome to another Baby Brunch video. Today we're chatting to Nikki Alorto. She's a qualified general surgeon with critical care training and runs a burn service in Peter Maritzburg, South Africa. She's involved in aspects of burn care from research and teaching resource management, surgery outreach and telemedicine, which is something that I had to learn about recently. Uh, Nikki, it is really wonderful to be chatting to you today. Thank you for your support and to everyone who's making this video and podcast possible. The telemedicine thing caught my attention. Tell me more about that. What is telemedicine? So telemedicine is where you've got a tool that can be any sort of tool used to be on a computer, but now there's even apps on your phone. We're a doctor working remotely at a small hospital far away from a big center can directly access uh, a specialist in almost any field. You could have chosen any field to work in as a general surgeon, but you chose children. You chose children specifically with burns. Why is this your passion? Uh, probably because they chose me rather than, than the other way around. When I was a training doctor and we had to look after patients with burns, they were stuck right in the back ward, neglected. Nobody wanted to look after them. And I'm just a sucker for, for the underdog and something about these kids just stuck. And I thought they're not getting the right care. It's not fair. And, and that sort of snowballed into becoming my life's mission and my life's work. Are we glad that you've snowballed into our lives to come and create awareness and to help most of us? It is obvious every parent should do a first aid course in, in order to help their family and to keep their children safe. And we always hope that we never have to practice what we have been taught. But how do we know when a burn is serious? So generally, we look at the burn in two aspects. One is how big it is. And the other aspect is how deep it is or how many layers of the skin that have been damaged. So an, an, or where on your body it is. So an easy way to look at it is, is the palm of your hand. So the palm of your child's hand is 1% of their total body surface area. And anything bigger than that 1%, I would say, is, is more serious and you need to seek um, medical attention. Or if it's on a special area, like the face, the neck, the hands, the groin or the genitals, and of course the feet. So where it is, how big it is, and then the last component is how deep it is. So the most common injury in children is a hot water burn. And a hot water burn will generally be not that serious, and it will be what we call superficial partial. So a thin layer of the skin is damaged and the body has the ability for that to heal on its own. How we know it's superficial partial is usually by the way it looks and it's pink and shiny and moist. And that's usually less here. And you will see blisters and the skin coming off, but that's usually uh, a sign that it's more superficial and that it will heal. On the other end of the spectrum, for example, 
what happens in the home is electrical burns, sort of loose wires or fingers going in sockets. Those burns are often really, really small. They're usually on the hands, but they're quite deep. And they sort of have a pale, leathery look about them. That's usually lots of layers of the skin are damaged. And that definitely is considered serious and you need to seek medical attention. My next question was going to be, how do we keep our home safe? But I want to also remind our parents that we've done a podcast and a video on how to keep our children safe. So I really want you to go and check out babybrunch.ca.za. You'll see it there. We talk about safety in the home because we've established that some incidents happen away from home because we create this beautiful, safe environment for our children and our babies and for us. But then we go to someone else's home and our children get hurt or there's a pool or there's open plugs and so we really want to point your attention to that episode uh, so that I can not take up too much of doctor's time because we do want to focus on burns today how do you dress a burn so there's a hot water burn and now now what so the very first thing you should do is run your child under cool running water for as long as 20 minutes wow so not sort of just two minutes literally as long as 20 minutes and we don't want Ice, cold water, fridge water, it's water that comes out of the tap. The fact that it's running is better because you, you're running the water over the heat and you're trying to cool the surface of that skin down and prevent the ongoing burning process. So if, for example, it's a hand, it's easy to run the hand under the tap. If it's a lot of the body that's been burnt, I would stick the child under a shower. So not in the bath. You don't want to immerse the hand or the child in something because obviously the water heats up and then it's not cool water anymore. So you really want running water and you really want to persist for 20 minutes. That's the most important, most critical step that you can do because then you're trying to limit the damage that can be done to the skin. What about rolling in blankets and adding a fire blanket? You know, often when you get these first aid kits at your corporate gift, you know, there's some foil blanket inside and no one knows what to do with it. If there's something that is on fire or God forbid the child is burning, what do you do? Okay, so if it's a flame burn and there's something on fire, you've obviously got to put that, put that fire out and it's the, the classic stop, drop and roll. So don't run, don't move, stop, drop and roll. But absolutely, you can put a blanket over the flames because that will take the oxygen away and the flames will die. As soon as there's no more flames, you need to remove any of the clothes. You need to remove any jewelry and then you need to do your first aid. So back to that 20 minutes of cool running water, not ice, not cold water. We've established that every parent should do a first aid course and I can't stress this enough, but now we have this opportunity and we can maybe ask your advice as to what to keep in our first aid kit until we can get to that course and do that refresher course again. What should we keep? I mean, I've got one sachet of having burn shield in mind, but the rest are all for uh, constipation, runny nose, cold and flus. You know, that kind of overpowers the, the, the first aid kit at the moment where I almost feel like the burns things should be a priority. What should we keep? 
You know what? Burn Shield is perfect. And there's there's not much else. Burn Shield is cooling initially. So it's a little bit more comfortable from a pain perspective. So I think that's perfectly adequate to have, have Burn Shield in your kit. The other thing you can do is put a roll of cling film. So the things the patient feel is, is the moving air. And often then, you know, you want to wrap your child up but whatever cotton clothes or blanket can stick to that open wound. So if you don't have burn shield, a roll of cling film, and you, you, you cover that wound with cling film, and that will provide a barrier between the open air and you know whatever blanket or clothes you want to wrap your child in before you take them to the clinic or the hospital to get seen, uh, to be seen. And that will be the most efficient and simple thing to do. Anything, you know, other than that, fancier than that, actually is unnecessary. Mm -hmm. that, that critical thing is that 20 minutes of cool running water and then wrap them up in, in cling film or burn shield. You want to keep them warm, so you want to keep them in a blanket and then get to a facility. Doctor, I really enjoy that you just reminded me that our first aid kits is just something to help our children until we can seek professional help. It's not the solution, you know, it's not the, okay, and now you have stitches or the other day I heard of a, a wound that's been super glued, you know, not my, not my vibe at this stage, you know? So, so yeah, first aid until we can get to, to real aid. What about smoke inhalation? I'll tell you what happened to me this week. So um, I, I think I'm a paranoid mom and that's why I have these conversations because I feel that our experts give us a lot of reassurance. I'm not even going to make a secret of the fact that I'm also a mom filled with a lot of guilt because I'm a working mom, you know? So we have all these layers of feelings and things. So I go a little bit overboard with most things. And so I have a smoke alarm in my house that's portable that I can put the tree anywhere. So I have this round thing that works with a nine volt battery that I just stick anywhere. And this week, something is beeping in the house and I'm not sure what it is. And I hear beep, beep, beep. And I it's in intervals. Eventually, I thought it's a bird that maybe one of the dogs had brought in. Turns out that the smoke alarm that I have hidden on top of one of the cupboards downstairs, uh, the battery is running out and it's warning me that the battery needs to be replaced. So, I mean, that's one of the things I have in my house in order to make sure that, you know, we feel a little bit more safe. But even though this is not about smoke today, what to do when there's a fire, God forbid, in the house and we inhale smoke? What do you do? There's nothing much you can do. You need to get to the hospital for smoke inhalation. But in general, somebody who is awake and, uh, you know, able, you need to get out of the smoke. Um, the severity of injury that comes with smoke inhalation is linked to the amount of time that you are breathing in that hot air and that hot smoke. Um, so, you know, the average person who's awake, you're going to run out of the house and it's not going to be a problem. It's more a problem if, if you are found in a burning house, then you've had long exposure. As, you know, as a mom, there's nothing that you could do specifically. You need to get to the hospital as soon as possible. I'm thinking of adding butter to the wound. Um, other remedies like, uh, um, you know, you find glass or uh, the, the glue example that I used no, earlier where we went to. Not. What are, what are your last? Not. Definitely, no matter, what, no matter what your granny told you and assured you that it would work, 
don't do it. Mm. We're going to go back to the 20 minutes of cool running water and the cling film or the burn shield. That's it. Nothing else is, is going to offer any benefits. The problem with all these other things is that they can contaminate the wound and lead to development of an infection, which is not what we want. So keep it simple. Don't put anything else on. Mm. Any last thoughts to our parents watching this? Because, I mean, I think this is the one episode that's given me literally the shivers. As you know, some other simple things to try and prevent because accidents do happen and children will be children. But a couple of things when you're running a bath, run the cool water in before you run the hot water in. So if you start running the bath, you know, and lots of people have mixer taps and that's fine and you could get it right. But if you don't and you've got to run, you know, one at a time, make sure you put the cold water in the bath first. And then you add the hot water. The other thing, be cognizant of how your uh, kettle cord or appliance cords are near an edge. You've really got to tuck those away because grabbing and pulling that down is, is a common cause of the problems. And then the pot handles. So don't let the pot handles stick over the edge of the stove. You want to tuck them in and have them furthest away from the edge of the stove for you know those um uh, investigating little hands doctor thanks so much for your time and thank you for what you're doing to our communities not just in peter maritzburg and in kzn and wherever you work but in the entire country and in the world uh for more podcasts and information as i referred to you earlier uh go to uh, babybrunch.co.za but find dr nikki and what she does so go to burncare.co.za they really have an amazing website and you can find out more. And if you're a parent watching this, please be safe. This podcast was supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. Epimax Baby and Junior is dermatologist approved, free of artificial colorants and fragrances and is safe to use from birth. Touch, nourish, love your child's skin with Epimax Baby and Junior. Available from leading pharmacies and retail stores.